Thanks for listening to the Thyroid Fixer podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Horneman, thyroid fixer, functional medicine practitioner, hormone and weight loss expert. We're talking all things thyroid, hormone and health related in order to empower, educate and transform you. So if you're ready to get your life back, let's get started. All right. So thank you, everyone. And welcome, welcome, welcome. Today, we are talking about thyroid medication, when to take it, when to do your labs, when to do your supplements, when to do your food. And this is a big, big question that I often get from my listeners, from my patients. And one thing we want to do is address this so you have this absolutely down pat. Are you finally at your wit's end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound... Like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. Okay. So when we are talking about thyroid medication, you always hear me say, I want you to take your meds in the morning on an empty stomach. So let's break this down. If you are on natural desiccated thyroid medication, that's NDT, that contains T4 and T3 together in its natural desiccated form, meaning derived from a dried up porcine pig gland, sometimes bovine, usually porcine. And, you know, we've been having a lot of problems with this recently, just as a kind of a side note, a lot, a lot of issues with NDT medication, even now armor, even though it hasn't been recalled, we're having issues with that. So that was my little side note of the day. If you're taking NDT, you want to take it first thing in the morning. So let's say we're going to do hypotheticals for all of you. Let's say hypothetically you are on 60 milligrams of armor and you take 30 in the morning as soon as you wake up. So that's great. Empty stomach. You have it sitting right next to your nightstand. You pop open your eyes. There's a glass of water right there. You grab it, you you take your med, you drink it down, and you wait one full hour. And I mean this, one full hour. You wait one full hour before taking any kind of food into your system, before taking any other supplement, and before drinking coffee. Now, there was a study done. This was on T4, but this applies to NDT as well because T4 is in NDT. There was a study done where it showed a group of people who waited 40 minutes, 40 versus 60 minutes, and the absorption rate was crazy. Huge difference. It was like 80%, 86% absorption rate at the 60-minute mark when people waited a full 60 minutes to eat or drink 
versus like 60 something percent when they waited 40 minutes. So that extra 20 minute wait made a huge difference in absorption of thyroid medication. So it's vital that you wait that full hour. Now, I know many of you are probably looking at your prescription bottle going, well, it says only 30 minutes here. And my doctor said that 30 minutes was enough. Trust me, if you want proper absorption of your thyroid medication, I want you to wait one full hour, one full hour. Now, so you wake up, you take that NDT, and this applies to T3 as well. Let's say you take wake up and you are taking T4 and T3 medication. Same applies, but we're going to go through that scenario. So hang tight, my synthetic T4, T3, or T3-only users. So you're taking your NDT, and then you take that other 30 milligrams later in the afternoon. So 1, 2 p.m., one hour before, no food, no coffee, no supplements. One hour after, no food, no coffee, no supplements. One hour on either side of your medication is a must. And then you can eat, you can drink, and you take your other supplements. Now, when we're talking about supplements and NDT, when we're talking about supplements and any thyroid medication, but we're on the NDT scenario right now, with iron or anything containing calcium, now I'm not a fan of calcium anyways, so probably shouldn't be taking that on its own. If it's in a formula like a um, osteophorus, where we're using that instead of the Sally Field bone medication. That's cool. Little sprinkle of calcium in with, you know, your boron and your mag and all that. That's great. But anything with calcium or anything with iron, like my ferritil iron users, you're wanting, you're wanting to get that iron up. You're wanting to get the ferritin up to improve your hair, to improve T4 to T3 conversion, four hours away from thyroid medication. So I always tell my patients just if you're doing a split dose and you're doing the morning and you're doing again in the afternoon, like a one or 2 PM, throw the iron in at like dinner time or after dinner, you're probably going to want food on your stomach anyways to take iron. The Fairchild version by Designs for Health is very, very gentle, no GI distress, no constipation, but many of you are on an OTC over-the-counter iron or prescription iron, and it's a little bit rough on your belly. So you want four hours, four hours and take it with food and then you're safe. Now, I know some of you have heard chatters about magnesium needing to be four hours away from any kind of thyroid medication. Honestly, no. I have never seen any issues with mag interfering with absorption of thyroid medication. If you want to be safe, give it the two hours. But as long as you're an hour on either side, like if you're taking mag at night to sleep, and you're one of these people that we're going to go into the scenario in a second of taking synthetics and you're timing your T4 right before bed, take your mag an hour before. Take it with your melatonin and your phosphatidylserine because you're trying to chill out your cortisol and just take it an hour before bed and an hour before you take your T4 medication before bed. Okay, on to my synthetic people. So let's say you're taking, hopefully you're not on T4 only because you know it doesn't work. But if you're on T4 and T3, you're separated. So you're on T4, Lebo, Synthroid, tyrosine, you're on T3, cytomel, leothyronine, and you're taking those separately. I like for my patients to take T3 in the morning. So when they first wake up, open your eyeballs, grab the, the med, grab your water, take it down, take that first dose of your T3 first thing in the morning, wait one full hour. And I know T3 gives you a little bit more leeway. And like I always say, when you're totally optimal, you can play around with maybe 45 minutes maybe a half an hour to drink your coffee. But if you're not optimal yet and you're still struggling with symptoms, don't mess with that. 
don't be drinking coffee at like the half an hour mark after you take your T3 because I just told you you have a little bit more leeway with it. Don't do it. So T3 has to be split dose. That second dose of T3 has to be in the afternoon. So that's where you're taking it at like 1, 2 p.m. Again, empty stomach. So one hour before and one hour after, no food, no supplements, no coffee for your afternoon energy boost, nothing. One hour on either side because you're split dosing it and you're wanting that T3 to stay up in your system, to give you that energy boost, to give you that excess metabolism. You know, we want that metabolism nice and high throughout the day. So T3 split dosed one hour, either side of it, no food, no coffee, no supplements. Now for the T4, you're going, well, what do I, where do I put my T4? I thought I was supposed to take my T4 in the morning because my doctor told me to take my T4 in the morning. Take your T4 right before bed. And I've talked about this on other podcasts as well, but I'll go over it again for any of my newbies or if this is the first one you're ever listening to. There is a very, very strong study out. When I say strong, I do, of course, look at the biases and anything that's kind of compounding the the results and messing them all up. But there's a very, very strong study that shows that taking T4 right before bed, like literally lay it on your little pillow, lay it on your pillow, and right before you go to bed, take your T4 medication. And of course, your melatonin and your mag was an hour beforehand, right? Take your T4 right before bed. That seriously improves absorption rate. Big, big, big time improvement in absorption rate with T4 taken right before bed. So try that. And I know it. you have to do like three different alarms, right? So you got to remember to take it right before bed. Like I said, set it on your pillow. No food one hour before either. So don't be eating all the way up to the time that you go to bed. You want one hour of no eating before you go to bed as well. Water is fine. A little bit of herbal tea, that's fine too. But one hour before you go to bed, even herbal teas though, you got to watch some of those or, you know, if you're doing something like a chamomile, you're safe. Um, but my tea drinkers in the morning, you, you still have that one hour rule. You know, if you want to do a little bit of chamomile with warm lemon and something like that, that's fine. But it should be uh, the chamomile can be within an hour. Any other kind of herbal teas need to be spaced out by an hour. So you're taking your T4 right before you go to bed, laying that on the pillow. You got to set an alarm for your afternoon one because it's not. It's not usual yet. You're not in the groove, right? It will become second nature. It will become literally, you won't even have to think about it anymore. It will totally become second nature. But I want you to take that in the afternoon, set an alarm, 1 to like 3 p.m. And I sometimes will adjust this based on my patient's tank and energy. So if you're tanking at noon, maybe you take it at like 1130 or 12. I know that's kind of squishing the doses of T3 together, but hey, it's better than taking it all at once, right? It's better than dropping that T3 bomb on you in the morning and then you go, wait a minute, I can't deal with this dose. It's way too high. So when we split it up and we give you that extra dose in the morning, we're, we're not only not dropping a T3 bomb on you first thing in the morning, but we're splitting it up to give you metabolism throughout the day and to keep your T3 up throughout the day to help with your energy. So if you're tanking around noon, yeah, you could take it around 11.30 or 12. It, most people tank around that 2, 3 p.m. mark, and that's where I tell you take it between 1 and 2 p.m. because that will help significantly. Okay, so we did NDT, we did the synthetics. NDT and compounded are basically the same. We treat compounded just like we do NDT. 
um, because that's T4, T3 combo, no matter what the ratio and supplements. So all of your supplements, like I said, don't burden yourself too much with thinking of when to time your supplements with this. An hour, an hour, an hour, an hour away, an hour before, an hour away, an hour before, an hour after, an hour before, except with calcium and iron. There's nothing else. I mean, gosh, if you're on some kind of high dose fiber, which you shouldn't be on, that you might want to go like two hours, but there's nothing else and any kind of like binders if you're on a some kind of like a mold detoxification protocol and you're taking a binder that we're going to put probably four hours away, definitely. But anything else, your normal, so I'm not talking about special cases. I'm talking about average everyday people who are taking vitamin D and mag and, and berberine, if you're one of my patients and with insulin resistance, and you're taking the ketonotropic drink and you're taking some selenium and you're taking some iodine, one hour, one hour. Don't make this too hard on yourself. Don't, you don't need a schedule. I've had people write out schedules and send them to me and don't overcomplicate a very simple issue. One hour on either side. So if you're on T4 only and you're stuck on that, the best thing you can do is actually take it right before bed because you're going to improve absorption and you're going to lower your reverse T3, which is what we want to do, and increase your free T3. So this particular study, all the numbers improved. Now, that being said, if you're on T4 only, you're probably still a little bit screwed because it doesn't work on its own. And if you don't convert very easily, if you have issues with conversion and you're not working with a practitioner who's addressing those issues with conversion, then it doesn't matter what time of day you take it, you're still going to be screwed because that T4 isn't going to convert to T3. And here we go. Right. So hopefully that helps with the food and the supplements and the timing and the thyroid medication and all of that fun stuff. Now I did have, I have a couple of questions coming in that I definitely want to reach out. Okay. Can't get a rhythm on the weekends. How bad is two days going to affect me? I'm not sure what you mean. Can't get a rhythm on the weekends. How bad is two days going to affect you? I don't know if you mean two days off. So that brings up another topic in terms of dosing. Many doctors will say go up or down in your dose on the weekends. I am not a fan of erratic dosing of thyroid medication. If it's an extreme case, uh, I, I think really I've had one case, one patient in maybe 20 years where legitimately when we looked at her, and I can't even tell you the exact reasoning. When we looked at your, her labs, it was like, okay, well, maybe just to keep you on that dose of T3, but maybe to bring it down on the weekends, because that's when you tend to be like more hyper or whatever. Maybe we dropped it. Actually, I can't even, I don't know. I just hate it. I hate that sporadic dosing of thyroid medication. There's no rhyme or reason or logic to it. I guess it's to get to an end average at the end of the week. But when we're talking about T3, doing that with T4 is absolutely pointless. That's just stupid because T4 has, it, it, it acts on the body for a week. So do you think dropping your T4 dose on the weekend is going to make any difference whatsoever? I mean, maybe it's like a psychosomatic effect where you say, well, you know, I felt a little bit better dropping my T4 on the weekend. No, you didn't. It didn't make any difference. So if you do that with T3, yeah, we are reducing the amount of T3 in your system. You might feel better. You might feel worse. 
going up and down in your T3 levels. If you're a person that really can't tolerate it and you're like, listen, Dr. Amy, I'm doing this because if I take you know, 10 micrograms of T3 and you're split dosing it, if I take 10 micrograms of T3 in one day, even if I split it like 2.5 and 2.5 and 2.5 and 2.5, I'm a mess. I'm all over the place. I'm anxious. I'm, I'm jittery. But if I drop it down on the weekends and I do five on Saturday and Sunday, and then I go up to 10 through the week, I'm so much better. Listen, if that works for you and you have figured that out via trial and error, so be it. For, but for the majority of people, they're not going to notice that much of a difference. And quite frankly, if you are that jittery on 10 micrograms of T3 and you're splitting it up 2.5, 2.5, 2.5, and 2.5, and you still are that sensitive, we need to look at your gut. We need to look at your cortisol. Maybe we need to use slow release T3. Something else is going on. You shouldn't be doing this erratic dosing of your thyroid medication on the weekend. So I wanted to throw that in, in terms of dosing too, based on this question. Um, so Ms. Jana talked about magnesium. Magnesium is totally fine. Don't go crazy with the joke and start believing everything you read on Dr. Google about spacing your mag out more than an hour. Like I said, if you want to be on the safe side, do two hours, but one hour will totally suffice. Um, apple cider vinegar with a splash of lemon or Perrier does not count as food, but electrolyte powder could because we don't know what's in the electrolyte powder. Now, if it's just a blend of salts, like the keto nootropic drink by Designs for Health that I love, sodium, potassium, magnesium, but I would still put it an hour away uh, because of the, you know, the, the potassium in the mag and then the beta hydroxybutyrate, which is the exogenous ketones. I would still put that an hour away. So any kind of electrolyte powder especially if you're counting Gatorade as any kind of electrolyte power, powder, which it's not, it's just sugar water, should be an hour away. But apple cider vinegar with a splash of lemon, you'll be fine. That's totally fine. Correct calcium supplements, you know? I mean, there, there's not that many correct calcium supplements because calcium isn't even absorbed by the body. What you need for proper bone protection is vitamin D with vitamin K. Get your vitamin D up above an 80. Make sure there's K in it for absorption and pair that up with magnesium and you are set. Now, my osteopenia patients, we do add in the osteoforce by Designs for Health. That's not so much for the calcium aspect as it is for the boron and everything else they have in there to really make a great bone protection, bone strengthening supplement. I just absolutely love it. So, But I would never, ever tell someone to just do calcium. It's absolutely pointless. Don't chew Tums to get your calcium because your doctor said it's going to protect your bones. It's not. It's actually going to destroy your gastrointestinal system, which will drop your immune system, which will cause all other kinds of issues. Compounded T3 is too strong for me. On my regular dosage that I was taking with Cytomel, my labs are showing over medication. I don't know why this is. So wait a minute. You're on compounded T3 that you were taking with Cytomel and you're saying it's too strong. Maybe it's the Cytomel that's too strong. And lab showing over medication, I talk about this quite, quite often. The only way that we can know if you are truly over-medicated or hyper is if we are looking at your free T3 and your free T4. And let's say those are through the roof. Those are both elevated and flagged high. And you are feeling hyper. And you know, when you are hyper, you are feeling jittery, like you're going to crawl out of your skin. You have insomnia. You just feel off. You just feel all around off. And you feel like you're just yeah, like you want to tear your face off and tear other people's face off. And you're just losing your mind. 
that is true hyper. And that is if your labs were taken 18 to 24 hours without medication. Now, I just met with a patient today whose T3 and T4 were elevated. Well, actually, T3 was elevated, free T3. And I said, did you take your medication right before these labs? And she said, yeah. So we have to get a retest because you're going to have a falsely elevated free T3 if you take your medication right before you get your labs done. So that's another point that I forgot to go over earlier. When you are getting your labs, if you are on any kind of T3 medication, you must wait 18 to 24 hours between your last dose and getting your labs taken. So if you take a split dose, like we, we gave the scenario of, and you take your, let's say your compounded T4, T3, or your armor in the morning, um, yesterday morning, let's say, and then you would skip yesterday's afternoon dose, you would skip this morning's dose, you would go and get your labs done, then you would take your morning dose. So you're really only missing that one afternoon dose yesterday, not a big deal to get accurate labs. You only have to do that a couple times a year. So that's not a big deal. But 18 to 24 hours, don't let anyone tell you anything less because if they do and you take your medication and then you go and get your labs done, you're going to get a high free T3 and you are going to get your meds dropped, especially your T3 medication. It's going to be dropped by your doctor because they're going to tell you that you're hyper and you're really not hyper. Just taking a minute to interrupt the podcast to tell you how you can sign up for a free discovery call to learn how we can work together as a team and how I can help you get your life back. If you go to my website, dramyhorneman.com and click on book a call, you can schedule a time that's convenient for you. It'll be about 20 to 30 minutes and we will learn what is going on with you, what you're suffering with, and you will learn what it looks like to work with me. So we cover everything from top to bottom, your labs, your prescriptions, change of medication, personalized nutrition plan, mindset, lifestyle, exercise, everything is covered when you work with me. I hold your hand the entire time to get you your life back and to let you feel like you again. My endocrinologist refuses to test for reverse T3 and refuses to give T3 as long as it's in the normal range, not optimal. Also refuses to prescribe armor because its numbers, according to him, are inconsistent. T4 has done nothing but lower my TSH and I still have symptoms. Is it time to move on? It was time to move on a long time ago, Wayne. Long time ago. I could have said move on from my endocrinologist. Period. Then we can finish the sentence and say, my endocrinologist refuses to test for reverse T3, time to move on. Refuses to give T3, time to move on. As long as it's in normal range, not optimal, time to move on. Refuses to prescribe armor. Okay, armor hasn't been the best lately, but still, time to move on. T4 only, time to move on. Only going by TSH, time to move on. In fact, listen, Wayne, um, you need to drop this dude like yesterday. So that's my answer for you. Uh, give me a call. Schedule a discovery call. We can get you fixed up. Okay. Thyroid meds before lab work we went over. Taking compounded T3 makes me excessively hungry also. High blood pressure, hair falls out, chest pain. You know, there's something else going on. I mean, it could be that the, the compounded is just not right for you. 
You might have to go to synthetic T3 only. You might have to split up your dose. You might need to go to slow release T3 if you really are that. But I don't know what your labs are. I don't know what your dose is. You know, is the high blood pressure caused from this? Did it come on after you started T3? Or do you have insulin resistance? And that's driving up your blood pressure. Um, Hair falling out can be you're still in a hypo state. You have low zinc, you have low ferritin, you need collagen, you're not eating enough protein, and the chest pain can be hypo or hyper. So that's where those lines, I mean, that's where, listen, that's where functional medicine comes in, getting actually to the root cause of a problem and not just treating one thing and then treat one thing and then treat one thing. And that even goes into the whole nutrition realm. We can't just give you a diet without optimizing your thyroid, without optimizing your hormones. It's not going to work. It has to be both and. You have to do both things together. Just like we can't just treat your thyroid without looking at where's your zinc? Where's your ferritin? How much protein are you eating? Are you eating processed foods? Um, Are you eating gluten? That can cause your hair to fall out too. Are you just on compounded T3? Are you taking T4 as well? Are you taking the generic form of T4? That can cause hair to fall out. That can cause chest pain. That can cause cause heart palpitations. So there's many different factors coming into play with that particular question. T3 at 3 a.m., should I take at 11? Yeah, if you're getting up at T, if, if you get up to go to the bathroom every night at the same time, and that's when you take your thyroid medication because it's laying on your nightstand, you have your glass of water. If that's when you want to take your medication, so be it. Just um, 3 a.m. and then, yeah, you could easily do 11 or 12 a.m., And then you kind of have that. It doesn't have to be exactly 12 hours, people. There's no, there's really no way you're going to do exactly 12 hours. I mean, if I take mine even at 6 a.m., I'm not taking my second dose at 6 p.m. It would keep me up at night. I need that extra boost of T3 in the afternoon to get me through the day to be able to talk this quickly, to give you all the information on a Facebook Live, on a podcast, and to be here for you alert and awake. If I waited till 6 p.m., you would get somebody who was just mentally zoned out if we're on at 4 p.m. because I'd be needing my second dose of T3 and it wouldn't be there and it would still be like two hours until I could get it. And that's not cool at all. So yeah, you're never going to make it exactly 12 hours, but even going six, eight hours, that's good enough for for split dosing. And then if we have to multi-dose, we figure it out. We figure it out. Magnesium that is taken via skin absorption. Does that have any effect on oral intake of T3 and T4? I don't know in terms of definitive studies, but I would say no, because it's transdermal. And that same goes for like if you're taking progesterone transdermally at night, you would take that with your, let's say you're doing T4 only or you know T4, T3, synthetic T4 right before bed, like we talked about, set on your pillow, take it right before bed. Then you can take your progesterone cream with it. That's transdermal progesterone oral. You would want to take an hour before. Okay. When I have alcohol, my heart rate goes up and I actually feel like I have more energy. Is this because of the extra quick energy from alcohol? And should I not take T3 when I drink alcohol? No, I wouldn't take alcohol. I wouldn't slug your T3 down with alcohol and do it at the same time. And your heart rate going up, I and mean, there's so many different types of alcohol, and alcohol is processed by the body, even if it, in its purest form. Like if you're doing, you know, a, a white claw with no carbs, or you're doing tequila or vodka, club soda, or even dry farm wines, still, it is still alcohol. So it's low sugar or no sugar. So we can't, if you're doing that, we can't necessarily 
necessarily say that it's the sugar that spikes you and jacks up your heart rate and gives you more energy, but it's the alcohol itself because alcohol is a foreign substance. So your body literally sees it as this wackadoodle foreign substance and can do all kinds of things. Like if I eat even too many carbohydrates, my heart rate will go up. I won't feel like I have more good energy. I'll just feel all kinds of jittery and I'll look down at my watch and see that my heart rate's at like 120. Um, MP thyroid at bedtime? No, because of the T3. Some people have tried it and they can get away with it and they're totally fine. And then other people, they're all messed up if they take anything containing T3 right before bed because T3 is fast acting. So when you take T3 before bed, it can actually, whoo, you know, give you energy and actually keep you awake. So I wouldn't, but that's kind of a trial and error. Some people do really well with that. Personally, I wouldn't play with it because if you have sleep issues already, that's not something you want to go into. Why do I feel worse when I take Synthroid? Met with several doctors and they refuse to try anything but Synthroid. So it's time for you to move on as well. Because you know my story, right? Many of you have heard it. I'm going to say it again, but the brief version. So competing in fitness and figure competitions, fitness modeling, dieting down, gym twice a day, perfect diet, weight gain. Weight gain begins to happen when I knew it shouldn't happen. I'd done 5 million photo shoots and and at least 10 different shows, and I knew how to get my body down to a lean yet athletic muscular size to get on stage or to be in front of the camera. And this particular time I was gaining weight instead of losing. So I go to six different doctors, six different misdiagnoses. Seventh doctor diagnoses me, sticks me on Synthroid. So I give it five months and I go back to the doctor and say, um, now this is after multiple times of crying in my car. I won't go into that with you, but multiple times, uh, just, I go back and I say, you know, this whole Synthroid thing, T4 only, I've been reading, and this is long before I got into functional medicine and helping all y'all, reading this whole T4, and it turns out that it does really well with T3, and can we do it? And she says no, and I said, well, I'm going to find a doctor who does. So I think it's time, if you're on T4 only, to find a doctor who does. So again, give me a call. Schedule a discovery call. We can work together and actually get you optimized and fix everything. Look at the whole picture. Not just here. Here's some Synthroid. Go on your way and, and good luck. It's not going to work anyways. T4 only just absolutely does not work. Bioidentical hormone injections, totally fine. I mean, yeah, you could do that at the same time because, again, transdermal, injectable, it's working on two different systems. It's not in your stomach interfering with the absorption of the medication that you just put into your stomach. So that should cover just about everything. So I thank you for submitting your questions. And I hope that this clarifies a lot with timing of meds and supplements and food, because this is a big question. I know it gets confusing. The bottom line is don't make it harder than it has to be. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't overthink it. If, if you're all confused and you're taking iron, take it at dinner. Just take it four hours away from your thyroid medication and you'll be totally fine. And then the other thing you can do, my last and final tip, and these are for people that just stayed to the end and didn't click off early, is you can let medication dissolve sublingually, so under your tongue. Now, this really applies to T3, so the leothyronine cytomel users. This applies more to you putting it under your tongue and letting it dissolve, it can get really gritty and like taste 
clunky after a while. But if you let it dissolve to a certain point, some of that is absorbed. And some have said that they notice a better effect when they let it absorb sublingually than just, you know, taking it as a, a whole tablet and swallowing it like we do any other pill. Wouldn't do this with armor. I can't even smell armor, let alone put it under my tongue. I think I would die. You could do this with T4, but it doesn't really matter that much. You can do it with your T3. I tried it. I didn't notice the difference. Other people have. So that is just my last little tip of the day that if you feel like maybe your T3 is not being absorbed, your T3 numbers aren't going up like they should, you're on a decent dose, what the heck is going on? You're working with a functional practitioner who's looking at your gut, who's looking at all those other factors that go on, like your insulin, your hormones, and what else could be interfering with T3 uptake, and you have an issue with the cell, and you have all these other things. If you want to just try it, put it under your tongue and let it dissolve to the point where you can tolerate it and then just swallow the rest of the powder. So that's my last little tip for you. Oh yeah, you can chew it too. Yeah, you can chew it up and like into like a really, really fine. But for for some people, you want it sublingual. You want that absorption to be sublingual into the bloodstream. And then you can chew it up and swallow. But even chewing it up, you're breaking it up more, but you still have to process it through your stomach. So getting sub sublingual for, for people, sometimes it helps. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you this week. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, please share this episode and check out the entire Thyroid Fixer podcast on all podcast platforms. If you're on iTunes, it would be awesome if you left me a review. And just a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat, so you always want to check with your doctor about any advice given on this podcast. And if you'd like to schedule a discovery call, please refer to the show notes for all the links. Everything that we talked about in the podcast will be in there with a guide for you on how you can get your life back. Let's get you fixed.